This podcast is presented by Monkey Knife Fight. Get your first prop bet on us. Just type in the code 3PSMAG. That's the number 3PSMAG. When you make the for your first deposit on monkeyknifefight.com. That's M-O-N-K-E-Y-K-N-I-F-E-F-I-G-H-T. Monkeyknifefight.com. Once again, your first prop bet is on us. And make sure to participate in every contest, such as Over Under and Rapid Fire, today on MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk a little Michigan, Indiana, a little Lions, Redskins, and, of course, the career path that I have chosen to take to this moment. So with that being said, let's get things started. This podcast, I'm rolling solo, and I will tell you why right now. So, with that being said... Career path. Uh, just last week, I took a position at the uh, Cruise 102.1 FM, 1340 AM, WLEW up in Bad Axe, Michigan. About an hour from Essexville is where I live. And so far, and I'll be completely honest with you guys, it's been pretty brutal the first four days. It's a lot to learn, a bit overbearing, and two weeks of training on overnights. So the schedule's been funky. The work has been difficult, but... With any job, and I'll give this, uh, I'll give this piece of advice to the people out there that are interested in broadcasting. With any job, you're going to have its struggles, you're going to have its its fun times, and you're going to have its not so fun times. You just got to stick through it. When you're in training and you feel that this is very difficult, you can't just up and leave because it looks absolutely terrible on a resume. In fact, I will be completely honest with you. I thought about up and leaving myself after one night because I felt it to be so overbearing, but I knew that I just couldn't do that. You, you have to get through training. You have to get started because any place you go in the field that you're interested in, you're going to have similar work, especially in radio broadcasting, TV broadcasting, and etc. So got to give a shout out to the fine folks at WLEW, the Doc Rockin' Lake Shaken Station, as I will be doing some work for them part-time after these two weeks of training. So excited for that. And now with that being said, I'll give you guys updates on how I'm doing if you've been looking at the Twitter at Tom Green Pod. So once again, thank you to WLEW for hiring me, and let's keep things, let's keep the ball rolling up there in Bad Axe, Michigan. With that being said, now to our preview. First, we're going to talk a little Michigan, Indiana. This, Like I said, this time I'm rolling solo because of my because of this training, I've tried to get a guest for this show, but it was just with the scheduling and just getting acclimated to this position, it was just too hard to me for me to schedule somebody this week. So just myself, hopefully I'm not too boring. <laughs> with that being said, Michigan, Indiana. Michigan had a very impressive win last week over Michigan State, 44-10. to I had said it on Facebook five years ago, and it seems to be fairly true today. When Michigan State won the Rose Bowl to start 2014, I had angrily posted on Facebook, in five years the balance of power will switch fully in this in this conference. While the whole in the whole conference it hasn't really tilted towards the University of Michigan, in the state it certainly has, and we saw it on the field this week as Michigan State scored an early touchdown, but then Michigan went on a 44-3 run the rest of the game to pretty much seal the deal. Just remember, at 9-16, that's the, that's the magic time because it's 44 minutes to 10, 44-10. to 10. 
With that being said, Michigan played very well. The defense played well. Shea Patterson is getting on his feet, getting doing very well once again. This week, Indiana. Indiana has always given us struggle the past few seasons. No, it's not a Harbaugh thing. It's Indiana has improved over the past few seasons. In fact, they're seven and three this year, and perhaps they could perhaps they could be a part of the top twenty-five if they defeat Michigan this week. So Indiana is no slouch. Um, Penix is out for the season. Peyton Ramsey starting for Indiana. So let's give you, I'll give you my keys to the game for both teams for for IU to win this game. Make Shea Patterson turn the ball over. Shea Patterson has not done that since Penn State. He has fumbled the ball a couple of times, but recovered the ball himself. So make Shea Patterson turn the ball over. Uh, keep the offense rolling, because Indiana's offense has done better in the past few weeks with Peyton Ramsey. Uh, they're still very confident in Cameron Penix, but of course he's hurt for the season, so Ramsey has to be the way to go for that. So keep the offense rolling. Make Shea Patterson make a turnover, and it's kind of the same thing as point number one, make you win the turnover battle. You win the turnover battle, you certainly have a chance at winning this game, as Michigan's defense has been dominant, but Indiana has proven to score against Michigan's defense in the past few seasons. So this will not be easy for the Michigan Wolverines. So that's the keys to Indiana winning. Now here are the keys to Michigan winning. Shea, don't turn the ball over. You've done a very good job at that the past few weeks. Uh, play solid defense because you've played. You've only allowed uh, at least just ten points in the past few weeks to opponents. Um, Why well, I shouldn't say just ten points, but the Michigan defense has been dominant ever since leaving um, State College, Pennsylvania. If you can continue to do that, then you have a solid chance at beating Indiana. And three, don't overlook it. Um, you know, I know that the focus is going to be on next week with Ohio State. I know that just about all the pundits are saying, just beat Ohio State, just beat Ohio State. And I say, like I've said before on the show, I want to see it too, just as bad as the pundits do. I want to see it too. But Harbaugh made a great comparison this week uh, as to why the success hasn't been there entirely so far. You can't have potatoes one day and have potato salad the next. You can't grow potatoes one day and have potato salad the next. It takes time to build a program. Yes, this is year five. Yes, I want to see them win. But so far, unless they lose these last three games, I feel that Harbaugh has done enough for another year. Honestly. And it's because, yes, they looked bad to start the year. But they've improved. They have improved over this season. If they did not improve over this season... Then I would say, yeah, let's look at let's look at somebody else. But they've improved over the season, and they've looked dominant since that Penn State loss. If they haven't looked dominant since the Penn State loss, then I'd say, yeah, maybe. But still, right now, I have confidence in cutting Harbaugh. I really do. But let's revisit that after the bowl game. With that being said, I think Michigan does win this game, but close. I do not think they cover the. 19 and a half I think they've been given I'm going to say 31 20 um, close but Michigan's going to pull out the victory and it will not need overtime like two years ago against IU at Memorial Stadium so 31 to 20 in favor of Michigan let's move on to the Lions 
Not good once again in Detroit. This time to the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, they couldn't just check in to see if y'all still dumb boys. So, <laughs> not looking good for the Lions right now defensively. Um, Stafford, of course, was out again this week. Jeff Driscoll started, and I'll say something about this. Driscoll ain't half bad, but he's not Matthew Stafford. So for all the Stafford pundits out there, we had two games of Jeff Driscoll. So far, it hasn't been that awful, but we know we see in in his game that Stafford's better. And he wants to be out there, but unfortunately, if they do not win at least the next two games, probably three, you can't consider bringing in Stafford. You can't, you can't risk him being hurt even more than he has been. And if you take that risk, you could, you could jeopardize his career very, very easily. So you can't, you just can't put Stafford in just yet. Driscoll's going to start again next week for this week against Washington. But like I said, if they win the next two, maybe three games, now you're looking at six, six, and one and a possible chance. Then you say, then you roll the dice and say maybe. Look at Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago. He came back for the Carolina game after an in, after a knee injury, I believe. They lost that game. Then they said, you know what? Screw it. Shut him down. In 2017, I could see that possibly happening with Stafford. As Detroit could very possibly win these next two games, they say, you know what? What the heck? Let's roll the dice one more time. He's fine, but they they lose. All right, let's shut him down. So. Realistically, we see that the Lions are probably going to be eliminated, but mathematically, we are still alive. So now with that being said, keys to the game. Keys for the Redskins to defeat the Lions. Um, a little bit more than hope, pray, and beg. I mean, that comes up off the top of off the top of my head right now, but let's let's dissect this a little more. Shred Detroit's defense. Haskins has ability. Dwayne Haskins does have the ability to shred this Lions defense. Does his offensive line want to want to play with him, though? We saw this week that Dwayne Haskins was pleading to his offensive line, what should I do? What should I do? And none of them cared. That tells you that perhaps the Redskins are actually tanking, which, in a way, I wouldn't be too surprised. And that's another thing before I get to the second and third points. And I've said it on the show before, they are the Washington Redskins, and they will be mentioned as the Washington Redskins on this show. If they do change their name, and who knows if they will, we will honor the changed name here on this Tom Green podcast. But for right now, the official name of the Washington football team is the Washington Redskins, and they will be referred to as the Washington Redskins until the name is changed. With that being said, Point number two, um, Slay versus McLaren. If you can, if you can draw some penalties on Darius Slay like the Cowboys did, if you can draw a lot of coverage, you perhaps could win the game by throwing the ball to Paul Richardson or Vernon Davis. Um, this game might not be won with Terry McLaurin like last week. The Cowboys did not win with Amari Cooper, so you may have to you have to utilize a different receiver than Terry McLaurin. That being said, point three, 
If you can stop Detroit's offense and Jeff Driscoll and feel confident, you perhaps could win this game. So once again, Haskins, show your ability. Uh, use receivers other than McLaurin and stop Driscoll on, off, on defense. For the Detroit Lions, uh, offense, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Driscoll hasn't been half bad. You're probably not going to see Stafford again like I'd said. Uh, if that's the case, then you're fine. Uh, defense, uh, do something. You've seen the meme with the with the stick guy. Do stuff. Do stuff. Detroit's defense. Do stuff. And three, um, don't feel overconfident. If you feel overconfident, then the Redskins are going to win this game. Honestly. Because Washington sees this just as Detroit is. Two teams that I don't, I, I'm not going to accuse Detroit of tanking, but people could say Detroit could look to tank right now. Two teams that are on the wrong side of the playoff bubble and are looking for perhaps some confidence or perhaps a step closer to the top draft pick. Don't give the Redskins any confidence. Because if you do, you perhaps could wind up with a huge L and you could be talked about and scrutinized heavily on national media. So that being said, a lot of Detroit fans are not, are thinking that Detroit will be lucky to get the five wins. I th actually think they're going to get the six and it's because of their schedule. You have the Redskins this week, and I will make that prediction soon. You have the Bucks on December 15th, and you have Green Bay on Week 17, who perhaps could be resting their starters as they will have already made the playoffs. So with that being said, you can kind of tell that I think Detroit will win this game. I'm going to predict a Detroit victory 28-20. to I think it's going to be close because of Detroit's defense, but... I think the Redskins really are not showing any signs of hope. I think Detroit's going to take advantage of that. Also, a shout-out to our buddy in uh, Washington, or West Virginia, Rob Smith, who started, who helped start to get this podcast off the ground for Anchor, and he predicted, and, and I will quote his DMs, uh, he's sick this week, otherwise he would have joined us. Trust me, I would love an outlet to talk about how terribly the Redskins are run in their dumpster fire organization. But sadly, I cannot this week. Lions 38, Redskins 13. So he has no confidence in, in the Washington Redskins. Neither do I. Lions 28, Redskins 20 for Rob. Lions 38, Redskins 13. So with that being said, we'll get to our rapid-fire games of this week. And it says it's only me this time. So I'll go quickly, and let's get this done. Starting in college, we have the only ranked versus ranked matchup of the week, which I'm surprised by seeing as this is the week before Thanksgiving. Penn State and Ohio State at the shoe. Three pregame shows going to be there. Big Noon Saturday, BTN Tailgate, as well as College Game Day. So if you're in Columbus, have fun, because it's going to be a wild scene out there. As for this game, I want to see Penn State win this game, but I think at the horseshoe, um, Penn State... Having lost to Minnesota is going to be fired up for this game, but because it's at the shoe, give me Ohio State in this one by a field goal, 31-28. Uh, Penn State, this this could end up like two years ago between these two teams where Penn State go, gets out to an early lead, but it proves not to be enough as Ohio State comes back to win. That's how I see this one. Ohio State 31, Penn State 28. Texas and Baylor. 
Uh, Baylor coming off the loss last week to Oklahoma and Texas still treading water for that Big 12 championship, but it's not looking pretty. Uh, Baylor absolutely needs this game to have any chance at the playoffs. Uh, Texas needs this game to have any shot at the Big 12 championship. Give me Baylor in this game. They will recover. Um, the rule, get that, Matt Rule, will recover 37-20. Higher scoring, but I think Baylor, Baylor gets it done and makes the committee think about it. SMU and Navy, this one was a bit of a surprise on the rapid-fire radar, but here we are as this one was in the single-digit lines. Uh, SMU, both both teams are coming off defeats that have probably costed them any shot at a New Year's Six Bowl. SMU to Memphis, of course, and Navy to Notre Dame. Uh, and Navy got destroyed by Notre Dame last week, actually. Uh, so Navy is going to be fired up, but I think SMU is a better team. Uh, great for Sonny Dykes and SMU to now be now to have a living football program as they were given the death penalty uh, roughly 30 years ago. Give me SMU 41, Navy 27. And going back to the Big 12, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Uh, this one was another surprise one on the radar. West Virginia is nowhere to be found in this college football season. Oklahoma State's still another white Texas, another treading water team. Uh, give me Oklahoma State in this one as West Virginia is just not the same without Dana Holgerson as I've said it on Twitter before, but never on the podcast. I feel that Dana Holgerson made a big mistake by going to Houston as the expectations at Houston were way too high because of Tom Herman and Major Applewhite. So I think Dana is in for quite a struggle at Houston. Or uh, Back to this game, Oklahoma State 20, West Virginia 10. Some lower scoring game there. Going to the NFL. Oakland and the Jets. Oakland is now 6-4 after, of course, the A.B. Clown saga. And the Jets, of course, are the Jets, <laughs> sluicely put. Uh, give me Oakland to go to 7-4. Um, 27-20 Oakland's games have been always been close this year, but they found more ways to pull victories than not, and I think they do so in this one. 27-20, give me Oakland. Seattle and Philadelphia, this one could is a huge game for the, for both teams, actually, in the, the wild card perspective. A loss by Philly virtually eliminates them from the wild card discussion, but doesn't necessarily eliminate them from the division, as we saw on NFL Live earlier this week. Seattle, a win, gets them closer to that wild card spot, as San Francisco is seemingly running with this division, but the Niners have a tough schedule coming up, and we'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, with that being said, in Philly, um, Russell, you can't really doubt Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has Jeter-like abilities. Give me the Seahawks in this one, 24-20. Close game, Philly fighting for their playoff lives, but I didn't see that. This one's going to Seattle. Sunday night football, Green Bay and San Francisco flexed in this week. Uh, like I said, the Niners have had a tough schedule. Had a close victory over the Cardinals last week. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say close. They were down 16 to nothing and came back in that game. But that tells you how divisional games can, can trip you up easily. So, 
even though it says a divisional game, that means both opponents know each other very well. With that being said, back to this one. Rodgers has more experience. I like Garoppolo at home, but I think San Francisco gets a taste of reality here. Just like last time on Monday Night Football. They're on Sunday night this time. I, Even though I cannot stand the guy, I think Rodgers gets it done here. 24-20. to 20. Close. And finally, Monday Night Football, Ravens and Rams. Uh, Ravens, of course, having an MVP candidate in themselves, and Lamar Jackson, and the Rams fighting for a playoff or for a playoff spot in the NFC. Um, in LA, give me the Rams. No, actually, actually, screw that or um, scratch that. Give me the Ravens in this one. Lamar's. This is going to be a huge test for Lamar Jackson on the road, but the Rams aren't what they have been. In fact, their last game was against Chicago, who. Chicago is not who we, who we thought they were at the start of the year either. Uh, Baltimore 27, Rams 20, another close one. So those are your rapid-fire games, and this has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Next week we hope to be back on a better uh, schedule with all this stuff, but of course, like I said, this the radio gig has got me, has got me in a bind so far, but we're going to get through it, just like any job, any position. And it's what I give to my advice for this week. If you feel you're in a bind, just get through it. And even if you can't, just try to power through it because you will reap the benefits once you're done. This has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Hang in there.